Let's go talk to Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Hey, brother. Hanging in there. Thanks All right, so what your first thoughts when you heard this morning that the Chargers job was open? Um, that they better get something done, right, with Jim Harbaugh. And um, I did call my people who are involved in the in the contract talks, and they said that Jim does have an agent uh, that also works with NFL teams and that he's actively been working to get Jim Harbaugh signed by Michigan as well, So, uh, and that they're at the finish line and that it's probably going to take something from Santa Ono. And they've got a couple of hurdles that, uh, you know, Jim wants a couple other guarantees and wants – uh, to be able to trust that uh, you know what that something if something with the NCAA were to come up that didn't involve him that you know that wouldn't give them cause to fire him so that's something that's still being worked out but just literally seven minutes ago I talked to somebody directly involved they said they hoped to have good news this weekend and that Jim has expressed continue to express that he wants to be there and that he wants to get it done uh, and that he's working actively toward that one of the hurdles that we talked about a couple of weeks ago that he wouldn't flirt with the NFL until maybe 2024. Uh, they've gotten past that one. So if they can get him signed this weekend or next week, then they feel really good about it, according to my source. If it goes past Christmas, then they said then the fan base should probably prepare, be prepared to hear that Jim Harbaugh is going to uh, flirt with the NFL again. So um, there, he's going to have some opportunities, though. They believe that NFL teams definitely want him uh, at this point uh, more than in the past. Uh, a couple years ago, it was just Minnesota. And as we reported and everybody else found out after the fact, he was gone uh, until he wasn't, until the interview didn't go very well and then last year flirted with the Broncos but this year there are going to be some teams that they feel will come after him uh his agent is directly involved with Tom Brady uh, and uh, you know what the Raiders job there obviously Brady is now a part owner of the Raiders and um you know so that could be something to watch as well so the sooner they get it done the better long story short uh really the ball seems to be in Jim Harbaugh's court at this point yeah and the question is which all these off seasons of Harbaugh flirted with the NFL, will he be offered the jobs? That's the question. Will he get that firm, concrete offer that may be too good to refuse? And the only team I really look at that is AFC West and maybe even AFC ready to win with the right coaching staff are the LA Chargers, right? Yeah, and and they're cheap. Uh, you know, and I think they put, paid their last coach for uh, $4 million. How do you get and, by on $4 million a year? Poor guy. I know. <laughs> but but compared to the $11 million that he's going to get at Michigan, uh, that's a big change, a big difference. And uh, it's something yeah, I would imagine they'd pay a little more. And I don't think it's the money that's going to drive Jim Harbaugh back to the NFL if he goes. You and I have talked about this a million times. He likes the thought of winning the Lombardi Trophy at the Holy Grail to him, and his brother has one, took it away from him in controversial fashion. And, and so many people we've talked to said, not only does Jim want to win one of those, he wants to win two and get one more than his brother. So, uh, and I can understand that, uh, you know, the the, uh, the competition between brothers. So, but that's where we are right now. They're extremely hopeful that uh, they are right there at the finish line. Uh, it's all right there. And again, um, if it gets done this weekend or next week, they feel really good about it. If not, then they really don't. This early signing day is kind of buried in all the headlines of Michigan-Alabama in the college football playoff New Year's Day out in Pasadena, California, but I think it's December 20th next week. Uh, How has the last three years, basically, Big Ten championship years, how has that elevated Michigan football recruiting with Harbaugh and his staff? 
Not a ton. Uh, the crazy part is, here's the thing, NIL is playing such a huge part right now, right? They can't get guys like Dante Moore, who went to UCLA, and and Bryce Underwood, who will probably end up at LSU, the Belleville kid right in their backyard, because, uh, you know, under the guise of NIL, these teams are poaching these players, you know, with huge deals up front. And uh, Michigan is, again, sticking to that transformational, not transactional. And guess what? They're continuing to win championships and recruit pretty well because of the portal, uh, I think, as well. If you look at the polls that they've plugged in in the portal, have been every bit as big as the guys they've recruited and the talent they've identified. Rod Moore, for example, is a Buckeye killer. He's won three in a row. He was a three-star guy out of Ohio that the Buckeyes didn't want. Mike Sainristel was not being recruited by everybody, and there's been nobody bigger in that rivalry than Mike Sainristel. So if they can continue to identify talent like that, Hassan Haskins and guys like that, then they're going to be fine. You still need some of those studs, though, too, Bill, the J.J. McCarthy's and and guys like that, but they think they can get good quarterbacks in the portal and good running backs. Receivers might be a little tougher because they don't throw the ball as much, but if you can blend a really good recruiting class, doesn't have to be top three, with a really good portal class, then you can do good things. Now, the, the concern that somebody in the building told me was we don't really know what we need in the portal because we don't know who's coming back yet. And, you know, that's one of those things. It's a good problem to have because it means you're in the playoff and you're going to have to wait to see if some of your studs are coming back. So it's just one of those things that you have to deal with this year. But the culture is so strong and there's so so much good young talent still on this team that they think they're going to be okay. Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, Any update on where... All of this headline drama, Connor Stallions on the mm-hmm. sidelines, CMU, NCAA, mm-hmm. uh, investigating in Mount Pleasant. I know I saw one blip from one of your update mm-hmm. columns. Uh, any any update on that CMU-MSU game, Connor Stallions? Was that him? Was that not him? What's up there? It's gone cold. And uh, they can't get anybody there, apparently, to admit that it was him or that they knew it was him. And they went back there for more saying something didn't add up here. And they got more of the same. So uh, they are operating as though it's business as usual in uh, at Central Michigan and Mount Pleasant. And uh, nobody has confirmed as of right now that it was Connor Stallions on the sidelines. Um, and it just that's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, even if you're even if you're just watching this story from the outside, you got to laugh at that and say this is really unbelievable that in this day and age, you know, you, you think that you've got video evidence and everything else, and and uh, they can't confirm it. So it has gone cold. Was the exact were the exact words that we were told. So uh, on another note, the NCAA canceled several more interviews with Michigan, uh, some of the higher ups and some of the players. So they are able to concentrate on Alabama right now. It has been extremely quiet, according to my sources at Michigan on the NCAA side of things too. So uh, I think that's good news for Michigan as well that they backed off a little bit. And now these guys can just concentrate on the task at hand. So I wonder from Michigan State's pass list to the CMU pass list, that football Saturday in East Lansing, to security, to everybody there, that nobody knows who the mystery man was. (laughs) Well, if they know, they're not saying. Let's put it that way. I think that's probably a better way to put it. But it was the pass was probably obviously under somebody else's name if it was Connor Stallions. And um, so it's just, but it's fascinating because you see him on the sidelines there standing next to coaches and everybody's 
saying, well, you know, I guess it was must, you know, I don't know this guy, you know, who's this guy in the, in the nose and the glasses, right? The fake, the funny nose and glasses outfit. So uh, regardless, it's, it's fascinating. We'll see what comes of it. But as of right now and months later now, we're still talking as though we don't know Connor Stallions was on the sidelines at Michigan State. One of the craziest stories, and it is interesting to look at the temperature of this story, Chris, how hot it was for multiple mm-hmm. weeks, and then once Michigan still fought through all that, went and won the Big Ten title, got to the Final Four, it, it, it hits the pause button, slashes, goes away, even the CMU side of this. Yeah, because you know what? It's, it was overblown, and everybody knew it was. It's not the reason they were winning, because they were cheating, and the only people clinging to that narrative are those coping with a 49 to nothing loss or the Buckeyes who lost three in a row and saying, oh, but Jay Harbaugh is going to get busted for, for gambling, and there's FBI stuff. No, there's not. And, uh, and there's been no evidence of any of that. And the narrative has been squashed. And that's like we've said many times, that one win over Ohio State was like three. Uh, you did it without your head coach. You beat uh, one of the best teams in the country uh, that was ranked ahead of you. And, uh, and what can you say now? You went to Penn State and won with, uh, with Sharon Moore as well. So uh, everybody has basically shut up. And, uh, and that's a wonderful thing. Now, Alabama went out and hired George Hilo, who was a former Michigan assistant, last year and of course you know we're just worried about the health of the Michigan kids right worried that they're going to know their plays bill and and that uh you know how they're going to handle it when with Hilo they're telling them what's coming so right isn't that how we play this game oh so, come on uh, I you know the coaches jump right? around all the time that's exactly oh hold yeah. on hold on they hire a coach to get the signals and what's the guy's yep. name it's not Hilo spell it backwards that says stallions yeah <laughs> that was actually trending on Twitter. Bill was Connor Stallions was trending on Twitter after Hilo was hired by uh, was hired by Alabama. No. Again. Oh boy, there we go. But all stupidity and uh, and we know it and it's proven out. It's played out that way and and good for them. And now they can just concentrate on beating Alabama, which is a pretty good football team, by the way. After watching them, I understand this isn't one of their better teams in the past uh, in the Nick Saban era, but this is still a damn good football team. Yeah, they're really physical on defense. Yep. They have a great O line. They got a quarterback as good as running with the football anywhere in the country. What they don't have are the superstar running backs and wide receivers they've had in the past. Yep. Exactly, 100%. But this kid, you know, he's not Vince Young, but I wrote this the other day. He reminds you of it because he's so big, 6'2", 220. The way that he can move at that size and still run over people, it's going to be as tough a challenge Michigan has had all year. This will be, in my opinion, the best team that Michigan's faced all year, and that includes Ohio State. That includes Penn State, and they're going to have to play their best game. So we hope, we hope, Bill, that they come out with a game plan like they're planning for Ohio State rather than one that they've saved for a bowl game for the last several years. I hope. Here's what I'm banking on this on January 1st because I'll be having a huge watch party at Celebration Cinema North. They're showing the game on the big screens at multiple Celebration Cinema locations across the state. Go to CelebrationCinema.com for the one close to you. That I'm hoping they run bubble screens and use seldom used running backs and uh, throw really wide 10-yard out patterns that can get picked off in return for a touchdown. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> they've got to come out, man. It's, and when I say be creative, it doesn't just mean in the passing game. But you can do things out of the running formations that you haven't done all year, too. And that's what they're going to have to do because this front is 
fast and physical. And Michigan hasn't run the ball extremely well on anybody this year, with the exception of Nebraska. And this will be a bigger challenge. So they can certainly win this football game. They're still favored to win this football game. But I would bet by the time the game is played that the money's going to come in, come in and Alabama will be the favorite in this game. Watch. Yeah, I, because it's Alabama. And I, yep. I think J.J. McCarthy, I had buddies asking me yesterday, they go, what do you think, Michigan-Alabama? I said, J.J. McCarthy will need a Columbus-like performance from a year ago for Michigan to win. He will really have to be good against what I think will be the most athletic back seven that he's yeah. faced all year, if not in his entire career at Michigan. Yeah, three all-SEC guys in the secondary for Alabama. And Michigan doesn't have the elite receivers. You know, I keep saying the 2000 game with Tom Brady and David Terrell, when they found out they couldn't do what they wanted to against Alabama in the Orange Bowl, they opened it up and went Brady to Terrell and a couple of the tight ends. Michigan's one big advantage here is probably at tight end. But uh, it's going to be tough because they're going to cover those guys man-to-man. And the, the way that teams have moved the ball on them is big plays on Alabama, you know, whether, whether it's the quarterback running uh, or they had some break downs in communication and guys were running wide open. So I don't expect that to happen when you've got a month to prepare and given what's at stake in this football game. So they're going to have to find ways to move the ball. And uh, it's going to be tough. There's no question about it. But I think McCarthy with his legs as well, Bill, how many times have we been calling for that? No time to hold him back now. Let him go and do what he can do. Yeah, hold him back against TCU, but then run him wild in the second half and you destroy uh, TCU. And then Stetson Bennett's going to run in the first half when Georgia put TCU away. But I'm, I'm past those games. They're not lingering. <laughs> it's uh, You know what? It's a new year. And here's hoping, man. Uh, okay. All right, Pete. Positive. It's a new exactly. year. Thank you. You know me. When I Hold on. I'm going to look up my thesaurus. Positivity. It's Chris Ballas' picture. Yeah. Not usually. You know me. I'm yeah, a realist. Yeah, no. You're, you're, you're a straight shooter. I'm, I'm okay with you. You, can, right, you tell like true. it is, man. Uh, have a good weekend. Uh, we'll talk soon. Appreciate the update. And you, brother. Take care, man.